Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. Hey, have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous. That's right, folks. It's the altar life with Brent and Jeff. And oh, man. You are in quote. for it now. It's going to be amazing. This last show of our Psalm series, put spotlight on Psalms, is pending. <laughs> it's not pending, it's pending tonight. <laughs> and uh, we're going to send it off with Psalm 139, a great psalm. And we're glad that you tuned in tonight because I think it's going to be a great episode. And. Um, what a way to close out the year, essentially, and uh, I'm excited. Psalm 139. Yeah. I mean, it's like the most one of the most encouraging and uplifting um, chapters in Psalms. Really, it's I refrigerator mean, it's, material to the T. It's like there's so many common, um, well-known parts of this that uh, we could spend more than an episode. We could probably spend a series in this chapter, um, but just focusing tonight on how much God um, knows and knows us, how much he knows us inside and out. I mean, he created us. He knows every little intricacy. And how does that impact our lives? If we would think about it and how do we apply that, that knowledge and that understanding of how much he knows us and loves us and cares about us. And um, man, what an amazing concept tonight that we can get into. And uh, lots of great music, too, in store tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking through the roster uh, and, and the bands and just uh, some, some great stuff to encourage us tonight to uh, take God at his word. And um, so we're excited that everyone's here. Yeah, I think that this is one of the most encouraging and one of the scariest things that we know of God is that he knows everything about us. That's right. And there's nothing we can hide from him. Much to our chagrin, sometimes we're like, I wish that God didn't know this about me because I'm so humbled by these weaknesses that I have but God's he knew what he was getting when he got us so there's nothing to be ashamed about when we are covered in the blood of Jesus and I loved uh, just jumping in David he starts off saying you have searched me and you and known me and then he closes the chapter not to give it all away but he says search me oh God like he asked him to do it again yeah it's like you already know everything but just in case do a once over. It's like when you're getting ready to leave vacation. Right, somebody walk through the house one more time and uh, we'll just get it, make sure we got everything. Looking at this topic, jumping in, he starts off the psalm by just saying how, you know, oh Lord, you've searched me, you know me, you know my sitting down, my rising up, you understand my thoughts afar off, you comprehend where I'm going, my path and my lying down and you're acquainted with my ways. There's not a word on my tongue, but behold, oh Lord, you know it all together. Every word that we say. He knows. Um, you have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot attain it. He is like all about us. <laughs> uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. There's no hiding. There's no faking God out. And uh, there's no pulling the wool over his eyes. He knows everything going on in our souls down to every word and every thought we have yeah i mean he he knows the words that are on our tongue before we even get to say, spew them out of our venomous mouth <laughs> you know all the it's like oh, i got this thing that i can't leave unsaid because this person opened the door god knows that the intentions of our heart and that's what i think david's trying to get across me. he's like you see before you know it all together you know it completely it's crazy if only we could see people like that. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Investigate my life. 
make it clean. Um, we need to ask God. You know, it's not like He's unaware. We are. We know that. You know, everybody tried from the beginning to cover it up. Adam with the fig leaf. It's not like God didn't know that He was naked. It's like, whoa, fig leaf. What, what's going on there? Like, what is this? <laughs> God, God's like, yeah, like, like Brent said, there's no pulling the wool over God's eyes. If anything, we're the ones that have all the wool because we're sheep and we're stupid because we think that we can do that. And uh, it's a misguided attempt as is. David's saying, I don't want to cover myself. Look at everything that I have. And if there's anything that I'm unaware of, pull that out and show it to me so that I can deal with it. And he's not saying this chapter as like, oh, man, Lord, I can't get away from you. What the heck? You know, like we can read it. He says, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your right hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. He's not saying, it's not like the naggy little sister that you have that won't get away from you and your friends. Like, just get out of here. I can't get away from you. Oh, no. He's he's just say, he's saying how futile it is for us to think that we can hide anything from the Lord. So why do we do it? Why don't we just lay everything bare so that God can know us inside and out, which is the title of our episode tonight. Yeah, It's a great place to end the series. Let's get God to know us inside and out because David knows. What does it do to keep something from the Lord? It does nothing. It, it accomplishes nothing. And it only is detrimental to us and everybody around us. And... Um, you know, there's lots of songs that come from this this chapter, certainly, that we know, praise songs, what have you. But uh, I think it's just a great... <laughs> if you haven't read it before, you need to read it. You need to yeah. read it over and over again because there's so much in here that is so humbling that you see God and how he thinks of us, what he does, how he spends his time, even though he is outside of time, thinking about us and what his thoughts are towards us. It's just amazing. It's so... It's humbling, and yet it makes us like feel proud. <laughs> like, right. in, in the same way, it's like, wow, God thinks of me like this. Like, He doesn't look at me as putrid as I look at me. He thinks I'm cool. It's amazing. When you read it and you read the beginning, you could think, oh man, I really feel bad about myself, and I, I wish He didn't know me. Or you could think, man, I'm so glad He knows me. And a lot of times that has to do with the condition of our heart. We read that and we're scared of what he's going to see. That means me, might mean that there's something going on. But if we're not, we're like, that's cool. He knows me, and I hope he knows me more. We have the we we have a clear conscience. And it's interesting in, in John when Nicodemus came to see Jesus, he said, um, Jesus said, everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they may have been done in God. And it's interesting because Jesus points out the fact that, um, you know, we don't want God to see the things that are going on when it's not of of pleasing to him. We want to hide. And yet, when we are doing things that are good, we want everyone to see them because we know that God would be proud. We have that mentality. And the fact of the matter is God sees us in the good, in the light. (laughs) He sees the good things and he sees the not so good things. And um, so that when we can resolve that in our hearts and say, well, you know what? When I sin, I'm going to sin before you. When I am good, I'm only going to be good by your grace and it's going to be before you. And like David, I think that's what that's why David had it was a man after God's own heart, because he 
sinned before God and he and he repented quick and um, he was also did great things before God. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was In the Light by DC Talk. Great song. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Just kind of what talk what Brent was talking about, how you know you want to be in the light because yeah. that means that you're not ashamed of what you're doing because you're doing what's right. And that's what <laughs> when God does see what you're doing, you're not embarrassed. Exactly. And you're not ashamed. You want to be like, yeah, look, I'm Lord, obeying I'm, you. I'm actually doing what you want me to do. Isn't that amazing? I always get that way sometimes. Always sometimes. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes I, uh, always say that. Yeah, <laughs> I never always. I always I love never that. double double <laughs> negatives, positives. Um, I I lost my train of thought, but whoa, what I was gonna say was, <laughs> I'm like I'm astounded by when I actually like will do something and I'll be like, wait, God, I think this is what you wanted me to do. Like this is what you <laughs> expect from me. Oh my goodness! Like mark down the date and time that I actually got it right for a change. Um, but as David goes on, speaking of in the light, he says, if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, like he's in utter despair, like, oh my gosh, too much darkness. Even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. So if you think you can run into like the seedy parts of the street downtown and, you know, do crazy stuff, you know, think about like the dark areas of your town that you don't go in at night because they're shady and scary. for. <laughs> yeah, that's like broad daylight to God. He knows exactly what's going on. There's no hiding, in, you know, in the back alley somewhere with a guy who's like dealing drugs or some woman that's trying to turn a trick for a few bucks. Um, there's nothing that God doesn't see. It says they shine as the day and the darkness and the light are both alike to God. God's not like, he doesn't have to get night vision goggles on like we do to see what's going on. He sees it all. So when we come to a point and David's like, you know, everybody's like, how David sinned terribly. Like, why does everybody talk so well of David? Well, David, he sinned and then he confessed and he repented. He understood that like God was aware of his sin. He was aware of his sin. You know, it's just something about David's heart that he got it. Even though he sinned and was imperfect, he understood God sees everything that I do. There's no no getting away with things and god knows me he formed me and we'll get into that coming up but um that's why he ends the chapter with search me oh god and know my heart it's like you know everything about me i'm i've sinned and i'm not he's not he wasn't happy about that it devastated him but lord keep searching me because i don't want you to stop knowing me because i know that there's so much good fruit that comes from that so that's that's just an awesome truth and when we reconcile that in our own hearts God can be free to do amazing things and to forgive us of our sins. Somebody knows, God knows everything. And he even knew us when we were being formed, it says, you were formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He was in an integral part in the creation of you. That's that's awesome. And, you know, we, we we're born, we have our insecurities, and we go, God, why do I have such a bent toward that sin? Why do I have such a bent toward um, just all the things that that I'm not happy with myself about or how I look and all that stuff? You know what? 
You were fearfully and wonderfully made. God had an integral. He was the one who formed you and created you. And that's why he knows you so much and so well. He's not surprised that you have that bent. He created you with that bent. And some of that, the sovereign will of God to allow you to be weak in an area so that he could be strong. And that's that's the word of God, that he will be strong in our weaknesses. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. You could pack a shirt, a pair of pants, a belt, and shoes. No, they don't make shoes. Maybe they do. And a jacket. And you could wear it two days, and it look and look completely different with reversible apparel. <laughs> it was a big craze for a while. There it was reversible clothing, and it would be like crazy colors. It would be like seafoam green and purple. It'd be like you thought I'm wearing something different, but I'm not. It's just turned inside out. Amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Why is that important? Like, why is that a necessity of any kind? Why didn't anybody think well, that that would be a marketing tool? I have to say that I do have a reversible belt. Oh, I do too, actually. I, yeah. I shouldn't say that. It's the brown and black. It's, yeah, it's, brown and black. It's integral to the workplace. I think... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a, if a man created reversible apparel. Just because to, to keep it simple, it's I don't so want to pack all this stuff, like all these outfits. I just want <laughs> one. I want to get me through with one. Do you think of it... If you go on a business trip, for example... Right. And a guy thinking, you know what, I can't bring all, you know, you check your luggage, gets lost, you know, you got to make it, make something that's practical. So what am I going to do? I'm going to put clothes on and then flip flop, done. (laughs) Just comb the hair, spray on a little cologne, and you're ready to go. It's unreal. Keep it simple. That's what it was. Let's keep it simple. My kids have reversible clothing. Like in it, and what it is, it'll be like a solid and then like a crazy design. On the other side, like so, you can be like straight laced or kooky, <laughs> frisky. <I don't> <laughs> it's like reversible business apparel. inside, party outside. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know, I, I I wish they had like reversible shoes. That would be really cool. <laughs> it would be outstanding. It would be so hard to do. Like you'd have to like because the shape it wouldn't hold. I think shape. what you have to do is the sole would have to stay the same, but the the tops would have to go underneath and flip it around. So, <laughs> so it would be like upside down yeah, shoe. Yeah, upside down <laughs> shoe. Exactly. <laughs> that would be a little bit more practical then. Yeah. Because if you tried to t- turn the shoe inside out, then the rubber no. sole. It, yeah, that wouldn't work. It out. wouldn't work out too well. No. But, but uh, reversible apparel is definitely uh, something that's really cool, and I, I um, I think I find I'm just too thankful for my belt, but jackets have been in in. You know, been popular and all those different kinds of hats, hats, well, rally hats, but that doesn't count. <laughs> well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And um, where did we leave off? I forget. I think it was in uh, verse 15, 13, 14, 14 15, 13, like 14, around there. Being a father, seeing the birth of my kids, granted, it was by. C-section, so it wasn't quite the same because I was hidden behind a, a sheet. But I got to see, you know, the ultrasounds and and all that stuff, and it really is remarkable when you read. A, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, that was disgusting. Uh, when you read a verse like this, um, that about how you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you covered me in my mother's womb. Like you read that, and you're like, that's it's outstanding. You read that, and you're just like, unbelievable that my sons. God knows exactly what he instilled in them. They already have their personality laid out. 
God knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows, you know, as he goes on and says about the days before them and all that. God knows all that stuff. And that, for me as a father, is like crazy. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Eden by Phil Wickham talking about just creation and creating in the Garden of Eden and how he created man and woman exactly how he wanted them to be. And, um, you know, and he created us exactly how he wants us, wanted us to be. And uh, verse 16, it's awesome because he says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. He, like, not only created us, but he actually had every day in his book written out of our lives and what was going to happen and how... I mean, this is an amazing amount of information. (laughs) Like... You know, if you're science and you're dealing with DNA and all the information that's in the DNA, and that, that stuff, I don't even understand it. It's just, it's way beyond me. But there's so much information in just a cell. <laughs> and you get to that point where um, every, so God has, I mean, it's, it's, we can't understand it because his mind is so above our, our mind, his thoughts are so above our thoughts, but he's got in a book and I don't know what kind of books he has, but <laughs> the book of life, he's got this book, which he just wrote out every day of my life. And your life and every person's life that he's created, which is gazillions of people, right? Over the span of all of history. And he's got everyone written out every day. He knows everything. Why are we surprised? And why do we think have that thought like, God, I'm in a bad situation. How can you be leaving me here all by myself? How do you and we have to feel like we have to inform God of what's going on. <laughs> it's like, you know, as if, you know, he forgot about us. Like, are you kidding me? This is the exact day he knew was going to happen on this very day. And everything is happening exactly how he's planned it. How are we going to trust him today in that? And um, how are we going to trust us with the, the creation and the imperfections and the things that we think um, where God just, you know, he must have forgot about me and about that. He obviously didn't make that good. No, that was exactly what he wanted to do for a purpose. And, um, you know, it's up to us to trust him in that purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's rocking my world right now. I'm thinking, like, tomorrow I'm going to face something and I'm going to relash out or I'm going to freak out the way I always do. But God knew that was going to happen. And that thought alone should comfort me in that and should make me at peace with that. Something to think about. Wow. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. And we would be remiss if we went through a whole show without telling you about our website, www.thealterlife.com. Catch up on our Psalm series and find out what we're all about right there on our website. You can get connected with us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Stay in tune with the upcoming episodes. And as, t- as our website is updated, we usually send out status updates and stuff for new episodes and new content. So it's really good to get plugged in with us. Follow us on Twitter and um, become our friend on Facebook. Like us and all that stuff. Spread the word to your friends as they see who you like on Facebook and they will like us too. <laughs> and moving on, how precious also are your thoughts toward me, O oh God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And so, okay, we've been talking a lot about tonight about how much he thinks about us, how much he knows us, how he sees us. There's nothing blocking his vision. Like Jeff said, he doesn't need, um, you know, night goggles to figure out where we are. 
even when we're in the darkest of places, he's there. And so when that freaks us out, we think, and David's saying, but those thoughts that you have toward me, the ones where you're thinking about me, even when I'm sinning or when I'm not, the things you're thinking about me, how precious are those thoughts? Those are, those are all thoughts of to bless me, to, to love me, their thoughts to encourage me, their thoughts of good toward me, all those thoughts. And we have this feeling sometimes that if God thinks about me right now, he's going to be mad or he's not going to be all about good things. It, he, he's going to want to crush me. Um, no, every thought that he has toward us in whatever situation we're in is precious and it is good toward us. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. Because I know that there are times when I'm like, if God is thinking of me right now, with all the things he has going on that he has to take care of, I hope he's not thinking about me right now. Because what I'm thinking about is not something I want him to think about. And or know that I'm thinking about If I have the mind of Christ, I shouldn't be thinking about that. You know, I, you know, we think that God's like up there like doing a little tapping his foot, arms crossed in anger, you know. But according to this, take God at his word, his thoughts about us are as innumerous. Is that a word? Or as numerous. I don't know. Innumerable as the sands on the seashore. You can't count them. You cannot count them. And they're precious thoughts. It's not just like, oh, that guy. I guess I got to think about that guy because that's who I am. You know, <laughs> it's always <laughs> thinking about the people that I've created. No, it's total total joy and total satisfaction in what he created me to be is humbling and amazing and not only are his thoughts toward us precious it says how great is the sum of them if i should count them they would be more in number than the sand well obviously david couldn't have counted that high (laughs) because there's impossible to count it's impossible to count how many we can estimate how many kernels of sand there are on on what you call Grains, there you go. Kernel grain, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Grains of sand on the seashore. You can estimate it. You can say, well, it's a lot. But you really can't count each one. But God can. He could tell you how many exact number. And um, that's the amount of detail that he has in his thoughts. I think you thought kernel of sand because of Colonel Sanders. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be called KFC and Grain Sanders. (laughs) It doesn't work as well. Colonel Sanders. Good call. KFC, the ultra life. And we have two more verses to cover. Uh, Verses 23 and 24 is where it all hits home. It says, search me, O God. Know my heart intimately, an intimate knowledge of what's in my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And God does that. He takes us up on that offer. That's for sure. (sighs) Find out where I'm anxious of things, things that give me anxiety. You know, try me. Go ahead, try me. I don't I don't want God to do that to me. But David, he's like, go ahead. God, I'm ready for it. Because what it does when God tr- tests us, you know, God doesn't tempt us. It says that in the Bible. But he does put us to the test. And it doesn't. it's not to see what we're made of. It's not. God knows exactly what we're made of. What it is is for us to see where we lack so that we go to God to fill up those gaps. You know, when God t- puts us through trials and things like that. It has nothing to do with he's testing our muster to see what we're, we're capable of. That's not what it's for. It's so that we 
know where we need to rely on him more. And that's what David's saying. He's like, try me. Know my anxieties. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If there's anything in me that is not right, show it to me. Fix it. You have carte blanche to do whatever you need to do to make me in the way (laughs) that you want me to be. And that's just an amazing way to end that chapter and for us to end this series. It's just been a blast. Yeah, let's just pray that God, uh, that we have an attitude where we just want to have God see everything about us. We want to live in the light with him, to be current with him, and to allow him to do the work that he wants to do in us. Because frankly, he created us. He knows exactly how we tick. And he's ready to do something amazing in our lives. And all we need to do is come before him and humbly say, Lord, you see me anyway, and do what you want with me. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Christ.